0: Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. This is Isaiah, Yishayahu 41a, the first part of the study of chapter 41, Mem Aleph. If you recall, we last studied chapter 40, in which Yishayahu asked the Jewish people to be the ones that bring the message of God to the world, to bring the message of tzedeku mishpat, justice and righteousness, to the rest of the world. And then he responded to the questions of the skeptics. He responded to the people that said, Mo'ekra, why should I call out if there's only suffering, if all we see is destruction? And then God answered through his prophet that, No, you should get up. Get up, you who I asked to speak to Jerusalem, the Get up on the high mountains. Harimi Raise your voice. The one who I said, Dabru Don't be afraid. Harimi Speak to the cities of Judah. And so on. Speak to them. Here is God. And then he said, Who is this God? This God who does come with strength. He does come with punishment. But he is also kiroe edro yireh. And then he, then he went on really a, a philosophical speech where Yeshayahu told us, in the name of God, who is the one who created earth? Who is the one who created water and heaven and everything? Who is the one that did all of this? It is God. God is the one who did this. Everything, the entire world, is nothing in front of God. And don't ask me, is God, and and then you may ask, is God so great that, if God is so great, why would He even care about me? And then He said, God said who who are you gonna compare me to don't think that I'm like a human being that when he's so great he doesn't bother with the little guy but rather, rather don't ask that God doesn't care about what I do what I think right he's the one who not only, Destroys and meets out justice. He also gives the, he gives the weary strength. He gives the people that have nothing. Those that that have faith in God get strength from Him, and God cares. He cares about the individual. These were the um, ideas that were expressed in chapter forty. In chapter forty-one, God then takes the next step and discusses and starts to discuss the coming of the Mashiach, the coming of of the Messiah, of the ultimate redemption. However, in this chapter 41, in this first part, he is going to um, kind of announce his coming to the entire world. God is going to come and say, um, get ready, get ready for that big day. You know, you announced it. The the Jewish people, you listened to me. You announced it. You went around the world and announced it. Unfortunately, as we'll see momentarily, you suffered a lot because you tried to bring that message to the world. In some cases, you might have been successful. some cases, you might have done a good job. some cases, a bad job. But the Jewish people are then scattered around the world and scared for reasons which are obvious because of all the suffering. But now it's time to bring justice and bring everyone back. So we're going to deal with some of the emotions that were, would go through the people who are about to receive this message, the nations and the Jewish people, when they see the entire world receiving this message. So here goes. Verse 1. <clears throat> Iyim refers to the far-off islands. EM, the word Iyim, Aleph, Yud, Yud, Mem, actually has two meanings. One meaning is some kind of animal, which is usually translated as, as hyenas. And um, one might be tempted to translate hacharishu here as stand silent, you hyenas, as hyenas are known to be laughing, hyenas, noisy animals. So that might be you hyenas out there, you know, which would represent the nations out there, quiet down, settle down. But another, but I think a better translation is EM meaning the islands, the people of the faraway places, which in various places in Mishayahu, the word EM means that. And I think we'll see in verse 7, which is coming up shortly, where, um, uh, I'm sorry, in verse 5. Ra'u ra'u, see the faraway islands and be afraid. Kitso the ends of the earth. should should tremble. So when it's compared to the ends of the earth, Iyim must mean the EA hayam, the faraway islands. That's why I think that's a. Even though I'm very tempted to translate, quiet down, you hyenas, but I don't think that's the correct translation here. So hacharishu elai stand silent for me. Be quiet for me. Listen up, you people that dwell in those faraway places. And all you nations out there, get your strengths together. Gird up, be strong. Yigshu, Come close to me, says God, and then they will be able to speak. Come close to me, be close and listen, and then you can speak your case. Come together when we come for judgment. So God is asking the peoples of the world to come before him, state their case. Were we righteous? Were we good? Were we just? Did we behave the way we should? Did we treat the people that came to us that needed our help properly or not? The Yachdav when we come when they come together, that's God's advising them to come together for judgment. I just want to point out in my introduction to the second half of Yeshayahu I pointed out that I feel that this is very much a continuation of the first half and a col- and my primary argument was based on the fact that there's a recurrence of themes, a consistent re- repetition of themes from the first half repeated in the second half, maybe different languages and so on. And I, was, I said I was going to give examples, so again let me r- remind you. Um, this is very much parallel to the way chapter 34, Parakul started. If we go back there, um, let me just read that verse uh, where Ishayahu started with the words, Come, nations, come close to listen. And listen up, all you nations. Tishmaha the entire land should listen. So, again, you see a repetition of the themes and ideas, which hints to me, at least, and to many others that agree with me, that the second half of Yeshayahu was compiled and written by the same writers as the first, and is coming from the same prophet. So then the next verse comes, verse 2. So God is telling him, come up and listen. And God is saying, I am now making the world of the Mashiach, of Messiah. The great king that we talked about before, the great leader who is going to bring peace to the world, is sitting on his throne, so to speak, and bringing justice and righteousness and peace to the world. Let me point out here that there are many, many different understandings of these next few verses and who exactly this is referring to. I... um. Uh, I'm going to mention three, the Radak, who and many other of the Rishonim, of the early commentaries, uh, feel that this is referring to Avraham of Yunu, Abraham. Abraham. The others, Mahari uh, Kira and Ibn Ezra, and others feel that this is talking about Cyrus, Koresh. The Malbim, um, who I'm going to follow him, at least his lead on this one, feels that this is referring to Mashiach, to the Messiah, to not to someone in the past, or, uh, but someone in the future. Now, um, uh, I'm not going to take the Malbim the entire way, but I'm going to take him at least on this, to understand who this is referring to. But God is speaking to the people, Who is bring, is to the world. God is speaking to the entire world, the Iyim ulu Umim, the entire world, the nations of the world. Who is it that is bringing this about? God wants to point out it is not this man, the man who's standing there, the person who is the Messiah, but it is me. It is God. Meheir mi Mizrach. who is the one who who raised, made this awakening come from the east, the east, um, because um, you know from the land of Israel towards the the projected out towards the rest of the world. Meheir mi Mizrah, He is the one who, when he comes, what he is greeted with is righteousness. In other words, he comes not in war and battle, like all the other leaders in history came with, 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 um, you know, <laughs> with horses and chariots or in modern days and t- with tanks and guns. But he comes with righteousness. <laughs> and nonetheless, despite him coming with tzedek, Nations are placed before him. And kings step down before him. He doesn't conquer them, but he overwhelms them with righteousness. Other kings step down before him and say, Yes, lead us. He makes like his sword is like dirt. His bow is like, is like just dirt. Straw that blows away. In other words, his his weapons are nothing. He doesn't come with a strong sword. He doesn't come with a powerful bow. He comes with tzedek. Yir de fame when he chases them, meaning when he chases after his enemies, yavor shalom. He passes them. He overcomes them with peace. Orach biraglov lo yavor. The. Uh, he doesn't even have to bother running with his feet on a path. He doesn't have to go. He doesn't have to run down the road in order to chase them down. Because he overcomes his enemies, so to speak, with peace. Because he doesn't have enemies. for fa'al Who is the one that did all of this? God says, hadoros It is the one who has called out the generations all the way back from the beginning. It has been me, God says that has been making these generations from the beginning. Ani Adonai, I am God Rishon. I was the first one. I was in control from the beginning. Viet acharonim, and now when we are discussing the latter ones, the people at the end of history, at the end of time, Ani Hu, it is still I that is in control of all of this that you are seeing here. And I... Ra'uim vi those that are in those faraway lands will see this, v'iro and they will be afraid. Why will they be afraid? Because God said it is time for mishpat, it is time for justice. And not all of them behave themselves that well throughout history. So they have what to be afraid of when justice comes. Kitsosa ha'aretz, the ends of the earth, yecharad, who are trembling with fear. Korvu, but they have come close, and I am inviting them to come because true justice will be meted out. Each man should strengthen his friend, say, don't be afraid. Strengthen his friend to come in front of me for justice. And to his brother, Yomar Chazok. Over here, we have so many different interpretations of what this chap- verse means. Most interpreting it based on how they interpreted the last few verses. such as the Malbim assuming that, that people are getting ready to build their, their instruments of battle to fight the Mashiach, to fight the Messiah. And, and uh, the Radak believes that this is talking about everywhere let's get ready to make the idols. And Rashi holds that this is referring to Abraham making, bringing people closer to God. But, but it seems obvious to me that based on the way we read verses 1 through 6, that the meaning of this Pasuk is is pretty obvious. Everyone, like we just said, <speaking in Hebrew> strengthen your friend and come. This is God speaking to all the nations of the world, the Iyim and so on. He says, <speaking in> by <Hebrew> the the um carpenter, in other words, all of you people, the carpenter, the one who's working at a building, should strengthen the one who is the... Tzoreif, the metal worker, the smith, Machalik patish et holem poam. The one who swings a hammer, in other words, that is his job, right? He should strengthen the one who pounds the anvil, the one who grinds up uh, grain. Omer ladevek tovu. He should say to the one who uses glue, right? Yes, it is good, it is good to work with your hands. And they should strengthen each other with um or or you know with 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 pegs or with nails that do not slip. And that's how they should strengthen each other in ways with strength that do not slip. Each person, because each person who toiled, who worked hard to build what they built, don't worry, get together, be strong, and let's go before God. But then as we approach verse 8, God has just spoken to the world and said, all of you come for justice. Well, what's with you, the Jewish people? Remember, Isaiah Yeshayahu is standing in Jerusalem talking to the Jewish people. The Jewish people have been told, you are the chosen of God. You have a special mission. You have a special purpose. You're the ones that are supposed to go out into the world and bring this message of God and spread this message of God. I want you to come to my temple. I want you to live in Jerusalem. I want you to, to, to be my people. But instead, what happened? They were scattered around the entire world. Yeshayahu is saying, you're scattered to the iyim, to these faraway places, and you suffered, and you suffered, and you suffered, and you suffered. Now the redemption is coming, and God is talking to them, those nations who caused you suffering. What about me? Are we still special? So Yeshayahu says, don't worry. The Atoy Yisrael and you, Yisrael Avdi, Israel, my servant, the ones who served me, the ones who stuck with me, Yaakov, Jacob, asher b'charticha, the ones who I chose. Zerah ha'avroham o'havi, you are the descendants of Abraham, the one who loved me. Asher hechezak ticha miketzol I have given you strength from all of the edges of the earth. I have given you strength to remain steadfast with me. Ume'atsi atzi and I have called you from among those leaders, all of those that were powerful, those nations, those leaders that were powerful, that were holding you under their fist. I have called you to come back to me from underneath them. And I am telling you, yes, you are still my servant. I am still expecting you to fulfill your special, special, special privilege duty. I still have chosen you. I have not thrown you away, I have not gotten rid of you, all those people that kept trying to tell you, God doesn't love you anymore, he doesn't want you anymore, no, it's not true. Do not be afraid to step forward also, I'm asking those nations of the world, but I'm telling you, do not be afraid to step forward with them, because I am still with you. Do not fear, because I am still your God. I have been strengthening you. You may not have seen it, but I have been. I have helped you. I have supported you with my right hand of justice. Because I am just. I am fair. and Because I want to spread justice. not the yamin, Not the right hand of strength. Not the right hand of power, which came up so often earlier in this book, but the right hand of righteousness. And don't worry. Yes, there were so many that caused you suffering. Don't worry. Justice will be meted out. They will be embarrassed. They will be ashamed. When they stand before God in judgment, they are going to have to answer for the suffering that they caused you. All of those who who have, have, have um, hurt you, they will turn into nothingness. Those that have argued with you and made you suffer, they will be destroyed. They will be destroyed to the extent that if you searched for them, you won't even find them. Those people that caused you suffering. Those who waged war against you, those who killed you, those who murdered you, those who committed genocides, those people will be like nothing. They will be completely gone. Because I am your God. I am the one who strengthens your right hand. And I am the one who is telling you, do not be afraid. Because I am the one who has helped you. And then just a few more... Uh, verses we're going to study for this first half. The next three we're up to verse fourteen. Al-tiri, do not be afraid to la Yaakov. You worm, Yaakov. This worm was a was a pejorative term. Ebenezer explains that this was a term that the Babylonians would make fun of the Jews when they were in captivity and say, "You guys are like worms." Unfortunately, we know recent history things not that much different. When the Semites called. Jewish people, all kinds of terms like that. But God says, do not be afraid, you who has been called a worm, you people of Israel who have been put to death. I will help you. And the Holy One of Israel says, I will redeem you. I will make of you a new threshing board bao pifios. I will make you one that has many pifios or are like spikes that were attached to a threshing board. And imagine that that you have a threshing board that makes that that takes, you know, raw produce and turns it into something fine grain, and it gets pounded a lot. That's the nature of a threshing board. So uh, and it's also a tough tool to make. But God, so it's it's an image that a farmer would would appreciate. I'm gonna get you a new one. I'm gonna get you a brand new one with brand new spikes, so that I can take all of the raw bad stuff, and 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 cru- not bad stuff, but stuff that's raw and unusable, and crush it and make it into a fine, beautiful flower. Tadush harim v'tadok, so that you will take harim and harim consistently throughout. Harim always meant arrogant ones. The arrogant ones that cause the suffering. You will be able to be that threshing board and crush the arrogance. Crush the arrogant ones. And you will make the hills, the, the high people, the people that think they're so great, you will make them like chaff. They will be scattered and the wind will scatter them. Those people. Those uh, people thunderstorm or a whirlwind or a tornado will come and scatter it around and you you will have the opportunity to be joyous with god and you will be praised because of because of your loyalty to god you will be praised in this time of justice and righteousness so don't be afraid when i call out to all of the people of the world and gather them together god says Don't be afraid, I am still with you, I am still yours, and you are still mine. Thank you for studying Isaiah 41a. Looking forward to completing the study of chapter 41 with you.